All it takes is a click to listen to RTI Online. Get exercise for your finger and exercise for your mind at english.rti.org.tw. And thank you for joining us on Radio Taiwan International. I'm your host, Leslie Liao. Coming up this hour, I have Ear to the Ground, where Andrew Ryan brings you some sounds from Taiwan, and Jukebox Republic with Shirley Lin, who's going to be sharing with you what's popular in Taiwan as far as music goes. Anyway, as always, though, join us for some Here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. Today is Monday, March 23rd. I'm your host, Leslie Liao, once again, and joining me today is Mr. John Van Trieste. Hi there. And Miss Shirley Lin. Hello. On today's agenda, there's a lot of questions surrounding what happens if you need to go into a quarantine in Taiwan. Well, there's one thing that might make it a little easier. Next, something I can relate to, asking parents for money as a student. Well, this is going to hit home, I know it. And you might see pictures of shelves at grocery stores empty on the internet, but Taiwan's government isn't stressing. We'll tell you why. All that and more coming up next on Here in Taiwan. Let's start off with uh, this new quarantine project going on. John, I believe you have something about a quarantine hotel. Yeah, well, at-home quarantines are all good and well, but what if you live with other people who may not have been exposed? That's a very and, valid... Uh, you don't want to get them sick. Yes. If you might be sick. Uh, what do you do? Uh, we don't really have... We do have quarantine centers. Uh, I know the people who came back from Wuhan were sent there. But uh, for the average person, uh, maybe a quarantine hotel is an, is an idea. It's an option. And Taipei and New Taipei are working to expand the number of quarantine hotels available for people who need them. Because as of last week, everyone who comes in has to go into quarantine. Right. So that's a lot of people. Several thousand people on, I think, Thursday alone when they started oh, wow. this policy. Okay. I know that not everyone was able to, who's wanted to come back uh, was able to make it Thursday, so I'm sure there will be more people who need it. Mm -hmm. So um, they're in talks with a couple of local hotels, uh, and that's the reason is because they have four already, actually, that okay. they've been working with uh, since like February, it looks like, um, and they're fully booked. So at least, you know, I guess that's the perk of being a quarantine hotel. You have a guaranteed, for now, um, pool of customers, right? Yeah. They can't leave, um, <laughs> and they have to be there for two weeks. They pay themselves, right? It doesn't say who pays for this. Hmm. Um, so three of them look like they're in Taipei, and I guess the other one must be in New Taipei then. Uh, so they're trying to get more hotel operators, maybe people hit by the drop in tourism, because yeah. like, foreign visitors aren't allowed in. Not who anymore. else is going to stay at your hotel, right? That's true. This is a way to kind of reinvigorate the already struggling hotel uh, industry. Or and out, you know. Yeah. I mean, there is some domestic travel, but I think a lot of people are just staying home. Um, yeah, New Taipei City's one quarantine hotel is also completely full. So they're looking to sign some new contracts. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, it says that they're actually trying to make sweeten the deal. Uh, at least for the people who need to stay there, mm. uh, by saying that uh, the they want they'd like to offer subsidies. Um, they're going to give this is especially for family members who may not be sick themselves but want to be near there. I don't know why this is a good idea because yeah, a, that sounds like going against the whole social distancing thing, huh? But um, 
they say that they're going to offer subsidies anyway, worth about two, a little over two hundred U.S. dollars oh. per person. I don't know. It's quite a bit in Taiwan. Why how long? Well, two-week period. Right, right, right. So, and they're also trying to yeah get these subsidies for them and uh, give them families who stay there because I guess there are some families who are traveling together. Um, a fifty to seventy percent discount when one of them is under compulsory quarantine. So this is sounding so I guess strange. Not like, I guess if they're disinfecting and not in each other's rooms, it's mm-hmm. fine. It's uh, maybe it's something about the feeling of being near to one another without having to actually be in the same room or house. But mm-hmm. there's comfort in knowing that your loved ones are at least next door. Nearby, you can't. You can. You can Morse code through the walls. That's right? uh, That's one thing the CDC kind of stressed, like uh, especially when it comes to if you're quarantined and you don't have yeah. like your own isolated space. They're just like, well. If you're going to be in some near someone with quarantine, you always need to keep, keep your distance. You got to keep them away from the same meal table. Right. Um, but you know, you can at least go like, "How are you?" <laughs> or what's the uh, what's the SOS? Yeah, no, <laughs> you know. Well, hopefully, nobody's Moscow. signing that. But you know, through the walls, you can yeah. at least sort of. And we do have like instances of people, um, you know, succumbing to vast amounts of boredom, and you can't really blame them yeah they're at I'll home for 14 days i mean in there um, if i have books i'm okay if you have um, books you're all right no that's not like, me that's chinese new year for me basically <laughs> yes. oh. i don't i have you know i basically I, stay at home for that i honestly don't foresee being that's like at nine home days i mean it's kind of the same for a yeah for as, as much of a problem if you i can don't make it through nine i mean four more after that's not that bad yeah yeah there's no, there's not a problem well quarantine hotels this is one way to uh i guess Fix a problem in in, in industry that's Let's already not make struggling. another one though. <laughs> Let's not. <laughs> I just wanted to add. I missed this just yeah. now. There's another reason why some people who are coming here may need to stay in a hotel, which is that they may be, for instance, an, uh, someone who's doing a PhD program or something abroad, and they don't have a home in Taiwan. Oh, they have nowhere to stay when they come here, but they have to be under quarantine. So there's a, there's a lot of other reasons why you may. Anyway, sorry. It's okay. Uh, anyway, let's move on to the next topic really quickly, which is something I relate to. And uh, as soon as Shirley told me she had this story, I wanted to know more. Shirley, tell me about this college student asking her dad for money. Okay. Well, um, actually, a lot of, um, I wouldn't say a lot. I, I guess some college students do rely um, on their town's parents uh, when it comes to financial needs, you know, for going through the four year of college. Mm. And here's one case, and, you know, she kind of uh, shared it on Dcard, which is a chat platform. Yes. For the youngins. For the young. Youngins. Yeah, for the youngins. I think all of us are too old to be on Dcard. <laughs> I <laughs> right. don't even know what the website looks like. <laughs> okay. Um, so, you know, it gets a little sensitive as to how to, you know, like come up right and tell your parents, oh, I'm broke. Mm. So, what she did was that she posted a picture of one of these uh, disposable lunch boxes and filled it with some dirt. Some rocks, some wood, wooden pieces. I mean, it looks almost like a real bientang because she's got a whole variety of different One stuff to make it look good. So it looks as though she has a, a lunch that is very popular here in Taiwan where you go and you pick out. Well, sometimes they're prepackaged, but oftentimes you can choose. V- various rice. dishes on a bed right. of rice. It's a Taiwan rice. And uh, right. we should say that there is a saying in Taiwan that when you don't have money, well, it's just like, well, I'm going to be eating dirt 
for the rest of the month. I think people say that a lot of places. <laughs> is that right? Okay. Yeah. I've only ever heard it in Toa. Okay. I'm, I'm, I don't get out enough. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so she showed that picture to her dad. Oh, I'm thinking of poorer than dirt. Sorry. Oh, okay. Right. And um, her dad, I mean, it shows, you know, on the Line social app, you can tell when a person has read your message. But it, it was obvious that her dad saw the message but didn't reply yeah. for like, an hour. <laughs> have food. Right, for an hour. What am I supposed to do with this information? You have food. <laughs> and, then, and then, you know what? Her dad posted a picture back, mm-hmm. also using a lunchbox, but he must have gone and just kind of like tore off some grass from some ground uh-huh. outside and um, just stuff it in the, in the box and so, said, this is what I've been having for the last three days. That's what the dad said. Oh, I thought he was going to say something akin to, uh, don't forget to add some vegetables in there. <laughs> Oh, I thought that they were just sharing weird conceptual art projects. That's true. Like, I know. There's a duct tape banana that went for I mean, $100,000. There's no reason why a little bit of a creative lunchbox. I know. This is totally creative. And um, actually, I think the dad's better off because so um, wait, you can she, eat grass, right? So did you he get the message? Why? I don't really understand. No. It's just, was, there a, uh, was there a note attached saying, I don't have money for... For, so I have to eat dirt. That's true. So, like, did he just leave her high and dry? I don't understand how this was a plea for money exactly. <laughs> well, she was just or like how, how he responded. Except that's weird. Yeah. Actually, she did have write, some grass. Have some grass. <laughs> Add some vegetables. Roughage. Well, actually, she did write saying that uh, I'm almost out of money, and then post a picture of her box of dirt. Uh-huh. Oh. And then you know the dad saw it, but then didn't reply for another hour and came back with a picture of another lunchbox, but with just grass. Okay. And says, um, "Oh, you know, sorry, you're you're better off than I am." But actually, I think the dad's better off than her. She is. So on the uh, she, he can still chew on the grass. Yeah, right the right? hierarchy, I guess, means that on the list of foods that indicating you're poor, eating grass is lower than eating dirt. Oh, I guess that's the that's my takeaway at least. Right. Alright guys, so social media has been inundated with uh, pictures of grocery stores, uh, shelves cleaned, and people making a run on the stores. And um, other, you know, this is kind of a phenomenon that's rather new to maybe other countries in the West, say maybe the United States, maybe Canada. I don't know, if you've seen like before a snow emergency... Oh, that's true. People are kind of go bananas. So they go bananas. It's not new, but I think probably the scale is unprecedented. Okay. Yeah, for us, it was like, you know, before Typhoon comes. We were always running on yeah. random objects. Yeah. That one always seems to just be, there's always a risk of something being a, a shortage. We have a sort of a panic mentality here. <laughs> that's true. That's very true. And And no one's ever prepared, though. Okay. You never hear of people being like, well... I've, you know, I have enough water to last me a week. It's always yeah, they're just the last like, minute. Or they're just like, I have enough water to last we me a week. We have typhoons every year. Still going out to I get want them. a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. we have, but this happened, you know, typhoons happen every year. So mm. it's not like an unusual thing. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, um, so Taiwan's premier actually came out and said, he's like, you know what? We have all these people right making a run on the stores. He's like, it's okay. Buy all that you can. He's encouraging people to buy because he's saying Taiwan apparently has a lot of, uh, of you know, we have a lot of backstock. Our warehouses are full. And uh, he took to social media to say this. And he was just like, you know what? Buy all you can. Taiwan is the kingdom of 
everything. fish, <laughs> agriculture. He says even like uh, food processing is we're, we're a kingdom for that too. Apparently, that's a, that's not a thing. So he's I've heard saying- Taiwan called a kingdom of fruit, and I yes. can concede that because there is a lot of fruit grown and appreciated yeah. here. Right. A kingdom of fish. fish? Come on, uh, yeah, that's don't. a bit of a. We have a lot of seafood industry, but that doesn't sound very. You need to workshop <laughs> that one. Um, he also says uh, one of the things that people are panicking over is also toilet paper. Yeah, and he says that you know what, that's okay because the toilet paper making capacity within Taiwan is only at sixty percent right now. Okay, so if we keep going, I got some the other day. I don't think that it's like. I, I don't know where all these places that people are panicking are exactly because I haven't. The ones near me seem very normal. I really think it's just the ones people, around here are very normal too. It's just yeah. like one or the other, right? It's just like one or two cases, but those are the pictures that really go okay. that, around. Because most spread places, panic. the shelves are still pretty so, well stocked. What is he saying? He's saying it's okay to hoard. No, he's no, not no, saying that's illegal. Okay. Yeah, oh. but you can buy a bunch of stuff. Yeah, he says go ahead up. and buy it. Go ahead. But to people, it's hoarding. It's <laughs> hoarding when you. Well, the definition is is actually price gouging. Not mm. really hoarding, where you resell it at a profit. Oh, that's yeah. I think where where you Nobody's might get in trouble. That. But like, oh, if, I, I think someone's thought of that. At uh, least a few people. This is your panic. If this is your panic situation. You're, you're, you're just like you know, well, go ahead and panic by everything. Mm. It's just it's interesting because I've never seen or expect anybody just kind of lean into this, and uh, he's just saying you know we. we be feel okay. You're going to be all right. We'll stimulate you have the, the economy, right? Yeah, you you have the government, and uh, I I don't know if this has anything to do with you know the decline in the stock market, and they're just like, well, we need some faith in the economy, so. You know, Premier Su, go out and do your thing. And paper people is always buy. a good investment. It's always a good it's, investment. It doesn't really give very many returns, but it's always a good idea to have on hand. That's a very, that's rather profound, John. I'm very impressed. I have to tell you though that um, I have a friend in Vietnam uh, mm. who I was talking to the other day, and uh, he could not understand why we were running for toilet paper in Southeast Asia. Everyone has those little spray nozzles. Oh, yeah, yeah. And when he got it, he was like, ew, 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 ew. I was <laughs> like, no, we. I, I think only though it's like a. a only the wealthy have like those Japanese bidets here. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. Common household appliance, so <laughs> we need it. Oh yeah. Speaking of toilet paper, actually, John. Speaking of toilet paper, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, we may be at uh, you know whatever sixty percent capacity. You said yeah. in terms of production, but people are getting jittery and. Mm. Actually, not the government. The stores themselves have stepped in mm-hmm. to stop this unmitigated flow. <laughs> um, uh, I haven't tried to buy anything since this went into effect, so I don't know. But I'm, I'm, I see here in an article from the Taiwan News that uh, several supermarket chains are limiting the number of packs you can buy per person. And these are some big names here. Um, it looks like, let's see... Uh, Carrefour and Amart, starting on Friday, announced that you ha- there was a, they were going to impose a two case limit per customer. Uh, our T-Mart has gone further. Uh, they're not just limiting the amount of toilet paper you can buy, but also food items and household products. Uh, you can buy up to five of each kind. Mm. If you have six, you got to put one back. Um, huh. And the idea is a week? that. Well, yeah, I mean. If we have enough, you can come back the next time. But the idea is to stop hoarding and the urge to just tear the shops apart. Yeah. Um, to maintain good public order, I guess. I mean, and, it's one thing to be able to produce, but at the same time, like, to restock and get everything redelivered, the logistics, there's still a 
logistical system behind that. And also, um, so that's the toilet paper thing, but there's another, there's other measures that are being taken. Costco has closed its um, food courts, which are, I think, I think oh. it, you could write many dissertations on psychology by the way people behave there. Well, it's, it's like, <laughs> well, now you hit my home. Now you hit I me think, at home. What's going on? I think on? it's like, I think it makes zoos look very orderly. Oh, absolutely. Um, the monkey enclosures look a lot better than this. Um, they, they, they've Costco. closed it. Oh yeah, the apparently they've removed them. And also, mm-hmm. all food sampling services in Taiwan have ended at Costco's. They're also sanitizing That's shopping good. carts and door handles inside warehouses every hour. I suppose on the hour, but maybe not. Oh wow. To stop any clusters it, you can't say it came from us is sort of what i guess they're trying to say i guess so you know prevent any infections oh and, no I'm, I'm i'm a little speechless now that the food that you tell me the food court at costco is gone oh i think that's gonna like calm people down though because that stresses me out yeah <laughs> i mean <laughs> it's just it's it's chaos right because you have in these big where big box retailers where they're going they're you, looking at their phones they're running their carts into other people yeah, they're the walking shops. everyone's way they what have like three carts when they really don't need three carts and of, those uh, carts of, are huge of, like they're huge you don't need three carts full of almonds nobody needs three carts full of almonds i'm sorry <laughs> are you are you an almond seller you know? no but <laughs> do like, you sell almonds i mean and then like the you get to the food court and it's just like an exercise oh, yeah. in in a, in futility. This actually um, reminds me of uh, an article I read online. It was actually in Denmark. They are implementing something similar. However, what they did was uh, they were running short on hand sanitizer. Now, what happened is this is what they did. Okay, one bottle of hand sanitizer is like I don't know four dollars and four dollars uh, in in American, and they're just like as soon as you take two to check out, it's going to be two hundred and twelve American dollars. I'm sure people still uh, did it. You think so? Uh, people are concerned. That's cr- that's a bit much. I I don't know. That's I would just be like lot. that two hundred twelve dollars. I would just be like, bah. I mean, you could make <laughs> trips back in, right? You had to check out multiple times, but I think they would recognize <laughs> you after a few tries. That is very true. <laughs> you have to wear masks, like not the facial masks, but like I don't I'll, know, I'll opera go get masks. a fake. I'll get a fake mustache and everything. Yes. But you know, it's it's uh, it's it, that's actually that was actually pretty creative to me. I was like, oh wow, like. That's that's fighting, you know, uh, panic using math, which is absolutely fascinating because I don't use that much math in my regular day to day. Anyway, that's about all the time we have on here in Taiwan today. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this edition. Coming up next, E to the Ground and Jukebox Republic for here in Taiwan. I am Leslie Liao. I'm John Van Trieste. And I'm Shirley Lin. Don't go away, you guys. We've got so much more coming up.
A collection of pink tables has been arranged on a hilltop in southern Taiwan. Off to one side, a group of women is preparing the foods that will be served at a banquet. A small stage has been erected too, and a woman gets up to speak. Now it looks like a typical countryside wedding in Taiwan, but when the woman says "masaru," the Paiwan tribe's word for hello, I can tell that there's an indigenous twist to today's celebration. And it turns out that there's no bride or groom either. The stars of the day are two newborn babies. I'm Andrew Ryan, and in today's Ear to the Ground, I take you to a birthday party in a Paiwan tribe village. 贴紧台湾的羊耳朵 ，an ear to the ground. 的我们 on stage is welcoming the guests to the one-month birthday or Manyue celebration for a pair of twins. These types of parties are pretty common in Taiwan, and they're steeped in tradition. But when the MC introduces the chief of the tribe, you can tell that it will be a little different from the celebrations held by people from Taiwan's majority culture, the Han Chinese. The chief is giving a speech to thank everyone for coming. His guests continue to filter in and fill up the tables. They present gifts of hongbao or red envelopes full of money, and take turns cooing at the babies. Now they do serve up some typical foods that you'll find at any Manyue celebration in Taiwan. They've got shrimp and glutinous oily rice and plates of deep-fried foods, hard-boiled eggs dyed in red. That's an important one. And cold lobster platters. There are also speeches. A lot of alcohol is consumed, and there's a whole lot of karaoke singing. The celebration differs in many ways too. There are people in modern variations of Paiwan dress, made of black cloth and fine red and gold embroidery. And the banquet also includes chinavu, which is a savory Paiwan specialty made of taro and pork and wrapped in leaves. And as you can hear, many of the speeches are in a mixture of Mandarin Chinese and the Paiwan language. Now, as I mentioned, the Paiwan word that's easy to identify is masalu. Which means a bunch of different things, not only hello but also thank you, and well, it's sort of like the Hawaiian word aloha in that respect. But perhaps most fascinating of all is there's this table set off to one side, looking out over the village of Chijia, far below. No one's sitting at that table, but there are watermelon seeds in cups of rice wine, and a basket of betel nuts. And I'm told that this is the table that's reserved for the deceased ancestors. And clearly, they're welcome here, unlike at a Western or even mainstream Taiwanese celebration. As the celebration winds down, we're treated to one last song. This time, it's a traditional Paiwan song by an older woman. Her voice is timeless, 
This is the sound of a tradition that's been preserved and celebrated for centuries or even thousands of years. It's a voice that honors the ancestors and inspires pride in even the youngest of Paiwan today. It's the perfect accompaniment for the one-month birthday of two little Paiwan babies. With an ear to the ground, I'm Andrew Ryan. Hello there, you've just tuned into Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin. Doesn't that song sound a little nerve-wracking? What it is, because it means zang, which means being nervous, anxious. Well, I just thought I'd talk about how Taiwan's holding up during this COVID-19 outbreak and how I'm holding up. So, yeah, I'm a little uptight. I'll tell you all about it in just a bit.
right, that was Zheng Xiuwen with the song Jin Zhang. If you hadn't noticed, that was uh, in Cantonese. Yes, Zheng Xiuwen is actually from Hong Kong, but we follow her here in Taiwan. Um, we probably, probably like her too for acting in movies. Yes, Chinese uh, language movies. But why am I talking about being nervous? Because that's the song title. Um, because I'm talking about how Tom is holding up during this COVID-19 outbreak and how I'm holding up as well. At the time of this program, we have a little over 100 confirmed cases. And one of my colleagues thinks that Taiwanese people are in general is pretty calm. But that might just be on the surface, I think. Okay, because I know people, there are people who are slightly panicking. And I won't say who in the office that's, you know, nervous, uh, quite nervous about this outbreak. But among my friends who have children studying abroad, they're in the middle of sending their children back. Um, some have made it back to Taiwan last week, but I know of another one who's heading home this week. And her parents are hoping that she makes it. So if you ask me, we might not be showing it, but we're quietly feeling zhang, you know, nervous inside. I think it's a humbling time. These parents had gone through pain and financial burden to send their children to study abroad, and now they're frantically trying to bring them back. Um, not that my children um, hadn't thought about studying abroad. Uh, at least one of my children has and is still thinking, I guess. Um, it's, been, it's become more obvious, in my opinion, about the different cultures and way of thinking among the different countries during this time. You know, and um, I know there are some countries who doesn't think much about the outbreak. There are others who are getting nervous now, but they're still not wearing, you know, surgical masks. Whereas here, we have the habit of wearing a surgical mask even without the outbreak because people just, uh, I think, are very um, hygiene conscious. Um, so people, if you see them wearing a mask on the train, uh, in a, on a subway or buses, it could be that they're sick. But it also could be that they're trying to prevent themselves from catching the cold that's going around on some other people, um, on some of the passengers on the train or bus. Anyway, um, I remember that when we had just 16 confirmed cases, for about a week after that, there was no increase in that number. Then some time ago, we had six in a day, and then an additional eight in a day in one day, and then 10. And then last week, 23 just in one day alone. And that's when I got a little bit nervous. So I went food shopping with my husband. Um, we did the, the next day. And we didn't get a lot. Um, it's just the two of us at home. We're empty nesters now. And, um, but I know that I, you know, I just thought if I would wait a little longer and if the situation gets worse, I might not have any food to get. So I just thought we'll just stock up a little bit now. Yeah. Um, I'd say that some people are pretty, you know, anxious, nervous, and they're hoarding uh, food and everything from toilet paper to everything um, from Costco and all these other supermarkets, even though the government has been saying, hey, you know, don't hoard. Oh, we have enough. We still have imports. Um, they're still coming in as usual, but people are still hoarding. Just like, you know, um, when people keep getting in line to buy these surgical masks, uh, we on a rationing um, program right now. And, and that is, uh, I think every person gets to buy three um, in a week, I think. Um, you can tell. I have not been in any of those lines for surgical masks yet because um, my husband and I just didn't bother. 
uh, we've resorted to uh, wearing cloth masks uh, with surgical masks inserted inside, so that we can reuse the surgical mask. And just uh, what I've been doing is I've been washing my cloth mask every day uh, after I get home from work. And uh, it's you know it'll be dry the next day. I, mean, I air it out, and they'll be dry the next day. So the next morning, I wear the same thing um, out to work again. Well, despite all that, you know, let's tell everybody: calm down, don't be nervous, don't be uptight. So here's a song: 不要紧张 don't be uptight by Luo Wenyu. <laughs> Yo 有一种乐观叫活在当下有人一辈子才遇到心与对象相信受伤路小路不乱转有新郎新娘搞不定眼科名单中沙夜也不要紧张像鸭子一样从容化在睡眠用微笑化解尴尬哦哦哦哦 the truth, I feel a little bit better after having stocked up on food a little bit, you know, canned food and, I don't know, spaghetti sauce, because I realized we've got a lot of pasta at home. Might as well. But then I thought, maybe I am still being anxious inside subconsciously, because I'm getting some kind of skin problem on my, on my face. 
And I don't know if it's because from wearing the masks or what. Um, I could be nervous, maybe or maybe not, but people here are generally calm. They're just not showing it. But when you go to the um, hypermarts or, you know, supermarkets, everything's gone. I mean, not everything. A lot of things are gone. Anyway, am I washing my hands more often now? Yes, in a way. But I'm so lazy to walk to the washroom every time I think I need to wash my hands. So I spray rubbing alcohol on my hands at work, which I keep uh, the alcohol. um, I actually keep in my bag. So, you know, rubbing alcohol goes a long way with just a little bit. So I carry a small bottle in my bag and I use it whenever and wherever I go. uh, At work, on the bus, in the car. And yeah, that's what I do. But at a time like this, I mean, yeah... You know, people get nervous, get uptight with each other. There are some kind of news that's kind of uh, disheartening. Um, I think I'm, I'm sure it's because everybody's just panicking. And so um, they're getting bad tempered and, you know, short tempered because uh, there might be incidents of people just arguing for no reason or picking a fight for no reason. So really, 关系紧张, that means... Uh, uptight relationships by Zhou Chuanxiong.
Another thing I realized since the pandemic broke out is that actually there's been millions and billions of germs all around us for a long, long time, even without the outbreak. And we just hadn't been very sensitive about it until now. For me personally, I now get a little uptight, you know, nervous when I take the bus or the subway. Um, it's more from touching the poles and the handles that I hold on to. I mean, gosh, I'm thinking like how much germs I can bring home. And I commute for an hour, which means that if my nose were to itch or my eyes were to itch, what am I to do? You know, and I can't rub my eyes. I can't touch my face. It's kind of hard. So I guess uh, for that, I'm thankful I carry a little bit of uh, rubbing alcohol with me in my bag. So, but the clothes, you know, um, the seats that I sit on in the subway or on the bus, uh, things that I touch with my clothes, with my hands, then I'm thinking like, wow, I need to put those clothes in the laundry. They're already dirtied uh, from the germs and everything. So now it's like I come home, I throw mostly all my outer garments that I wear um, in the laundry. And as for the jacket and coats that I wear, yeah, I hang them out to air out a bit, you know, air out overnight. That's what I do now. I'm getting very conscious of those kind of things. Anyway, thank you so much for joining me on Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin, and I do hope that you calm down, just as I need to remind myself to calm down. Here's a song for you. My dear friends, my dear lover, please don't be nervous. This is by Du De Wei from Hong Kong. i 
chambers of the heart, girl, you had me hooked from the very first start. Chamber, chamber, chambers of love. Let me tell you something, you had me hand to a glove. Full of talk after dark, long walks on the beat stroll. Let me tell you, had me on a stroll. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6180 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6180 kHz. And in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.